Yeah, I mean, we have we have absolutely no teaching in this at all as kids. You know, how to talk to to each other about the things that that are important is wow. You would think somewhere in school that would be addressed, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> I wonder about that too because it seems like the only solutions that are offered uh, in popular culture are like, oh, you know, you're not getting your needs met, you got to break up, or uh, well, just just stand by your man, kind of thing. <laughs> just keep keep nagging. Just just keep yeah. <laughs> keep going. Uh, I don't know how you're going to do it, but just stay true. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 273. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have a conversation with Libby and Cal. And you're in for a treat with this one because they're musicians, and we get to hear some of their music at the end of this episode. Spoiler. Yeah, their, their new album came out in the end of October. It is called... If you've given up on love, let's call it something else. And the song they sent us to share is called Free Agents. And as they said, this is the song that is most gratuitously about non-monogamy, even though the other ones have themes. This one is a little more obvious than the others. And so we're super excited about that. So a huge thank you to both of them for sending it over. Yes. This is a wonderful conversation. Uh, Libby has been non-monogamous most of her adult life, pretty much all of her adult life. And Cal has been interested in it like feeling like he has I think he's been non-monogamous the whole time he just didn't have any words for yes it. that's that's uh, what I was tr- going to get to good. I knew you were <laughs> good description <laughs> but we love we love this conversation and are excited for all of you to listen yeah we talk about many different things with them but one of them that's really interesting is that they've had sort of a musical partnership for the last five years and then transitioned that, well, not transitioned, they added on an element of a relationship relationship mm-hmm. and romantic, relationship. romantic partnership. Yeah, about three years ago. And so we talk about that transition. We talk about. And how they balance both of them. Balancing. Yeah, I was going to say time management, as, as Libby will say later in the episode. Her life is three partners, three children, four chickens and a cat. <laughs> and so we talk about time management. We talk about navigating non-monogamy as a very shy person and oh so much more so much more one fun fact about these two huh he doesn't i'm sorry he has a flip phone oh yeah and she doesn't have any cell phone at all yeah and so you think you need technology to make it work you don't you don't even need your google calendar a paper calendar will do yes yes so it's back to basics here these two are amazing and this is a wonderful conversation so again a huge thank you to both of them we're going to jump into the interview now for anyone who's a premium subscriber and for anyone else you're going to get a couple of announcements from us first correct very authoritative (laughs) i believe you what's the first announcement (laughs) so the first announcement is if you're not familiar with the premium subscription it's a way to skip these announcements up front and jump right into the interview but don't worry you still get important dates and community announcements in the outro and musical songs for this one yeah most songs are musical yeah well that's not true i'm gonna get in trouble for that forget i said that people (laughs) 
Anyway, to sign up for the premium subscription, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Scroll down a little bit on the homepage and you'll find the button there. The next thing we've got going on is that Emma and I will be in person live in the flesh April 14th to 16th in Tucson, Arizona with the crew at Southwest Love Fest. We are doing a workshop, an interactive workshop, and we're super excited about that. We are. And if you sign up and join us, which we highly recommend you do because it's an amazing event that we're really excited about, uh, you can use the code Emma and um, get a discount. So you save 10% and you help support us financially, which is amazing. And you help support Southwest Love Fest, which is even amazinger. And you get to attend the conference. And you get to see us. <laughs> and you get to see us and lots of other amazing people. Yeah. There's a couple of other amazing humans that we know for sure are going to be there. Uh, Libby Sinback, not to be confused with this Libby, mm-hmm. and Jessica Fern mm-hmm. are also presenting there. Among lots of other Among many people. others. Those are just the two I happen to know off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'll learn more for next week. Every week from now on, we'll talk about new people. Links to sign up there are in the show notes. And after that, not after that, but the next announcement, mm-hmm. uh, we have a virtual meet and greet on February 22nd. These are We've been doing these for years. They're amazing. It's an amazing way to meet humans and have a great time. They last about two hours. We ask questions. We scramble Zoom rooms. We give you an opportunity to get to know your fellow non-monogamists and even sometimes some monogamists. Yeah, that's true. The only requirement to join these is that you are an amazing, awesome human and that you want open minded and you want to have fun. Yes. So you can sign up for that at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the events tab and you'll find the information there. Also, those Southwest Love Fest links, Mm -hmm. you'll find those in the show notes. I said that. Did you? Yes. Which is under the podcast tab? I didn't say that piece. I didn't think so. Just click around a little bit. You'll find stuff. Yeah, just go to every web page and you'll find it. <laughs> also, you'll see the community tab on our website. If you're out there looking for like-minded friends, we would love for you to check out the community. It's a great way to meet incredible people and have support, new friendships, fun, and just a really great way to connect with amazing humans. We just actually had an in-person community event this last weekend, and it was incredible. We had 40 to 45 people, I'd say, show up in person and hang out for the weekend. And it just was like, it was so amazing. I can't even describe it. Yeah, we had people from, let's just run through it really quick. Shanghai, China. Yes. Idaho. Oregon, Washington, Massachusetts, Kansas, Tennessee, and New Mexico. Kentucky. And Kentucky mm-hmm. all fly in, and people from all over California coming out for it. It was amazing. We yes. had so much fun. So first of all, thank you to anybody here who's listening that was part of that. And for all of you who didn't get to be a part of it, well, we're going to keep doing these. We're probably going to do two of them a year, some of them here in the Bay Area, and and hopefully the rest will spread them out around the country. So if those are also sound interesting to you, we would love to have you join us. It's just a couple bucks a month. Less than less than a less than a frappuccino latte mocha. <laughs> you just no? stop, stop. No stop. And in the meantime, pumpkin spice. The, our community the, is pumpkin spiced. Okay, okay. Oh boy, are are the threw you off? Yes, threw me off. <laughs> well, the in person part of the community is incredible, as we experienced this last weekend. The virtual part is also amazing. We have a lot of ongoing chat groups and different forums you can partake, partake in. We have an, a monthly Q&A and monthly men's group and women's groups calls as well. So get in there, check it out, and we would love, we would love for you to find your community there. 
find our community there. Our community it'll and your e- community. It'll be everyone's community pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> so anyway, again, check it out. The community tab on our website is where you'll find all of that information. We'd love to have you check it out. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email or send us a voicemail. You can find that information on the Contact Us page of our website. We would love to hear from you about anything, community-related or not. Yes. And the last one we wanted to tell you really, 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 really quick is our favorite way to get tested for STIs, and we believe it will be yours the first time you try it. STDcheck.com. STDcheck.com, in case you weren't listening. (laughs) It is fast. It is easy. It is affordable. It's $129 for a 10-panel test. And again, this is a service service. This is a service that Emma and I use and we love, and we've been using it for years. So check it out. All of the people who use it every month can't be wrong. We would greatly appreciate it because the links on our website save you $10 and they score us a little bit of kickback, which helps support us so we can keep bringing you this amazing podcast. Yeah. And amazing conversations with people like Libby and Cal. So I think we should go talk to them now. Should we? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Libby and Cal. We're excited to talk to you today. It is a Monday morning and glorious out there. So welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it is a glorious day. It's absolutely beautiful. Cold, but beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, excellent. Well, do you mind introducing yourselves at whatever level you're comfortable? And that way we know a little bit about the two of you because we actually don't know anything about you two and then we'll go from there yeah no problem um we are libby and cal i'm libby he's cal we are musicians in ottawa canada uh that's why it's so cold (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know what do you want to say um i'm originally a transplant from scotland so um that that kind of explains my accent it's somewhere somewhere mid-atlantic um I'm, i'm edging almost towards Iceland now, I guess. Uh, so if you can't understand me, uh, I, I'm sorry, it's uh, it's my accent. So. <laughs> it's charming. Well, it does make, yeah, it's no, it is. Yeah. And it makes more sense. We thought you were just practicing ah, for, yes, like so. a role or something. So. <laughs> oh, I'm acting. I'm doing Irish today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, what what is the relationship between the two of you sort of as it stands today and then we're going to go back in time and figure out how we got here well i'm going to add a quick question it's like how long have you two been together Hmm. i guess as musicians what has it been like five years about Mm -hmm. that yeah um and then on a personal level three-ish yeah awesome and what is what does that look like for you two just on like a day-to-day basis or sort of just high level gosh um that's a hard one to answer because the dynamic has i mean it's easier to talk about it in a historical dynamic because of uh covid restrictions and all those Mm -hmm. sorts of things but uh we and it's also hard to separate the music and the relationship um often we get together and it's music based so we, yeah. we get together, we need to practice, we've got shows coming up, this and that and the other, but it's still quality time. Um, of course. So, and then kind of sometimes we can, we can uh, manage to, to, to kind of sneak in some, some personal time in there too. So that's, uh, that's, that's sort of the dynamic is it's a mix of 
well, what are we going to do today? Oh, well, you brought your instrument. Let's practice. Yeah, yeah. We do kind of separate it out a little bit. You know, we've got our musical side and then the personal side. Um, and we don't live together. It's actually about a one-hour commute between our houses, so that complicates things a little bit also. Yeah, I love it. Well, we happen to know that non-monogamy plays a role in your lives, and we, we also know because of the secret magic of podcasting that <laughs> your story sort of developed individually. So maybe let's start with, I guess, Libby, your side. How did non-monogamy come into your life and, and when and what did that look like? Yeah, so a long, long, long time ago, uh, my first boyfriend lent me his copy of The Ethical Slut and I had a look at it and... Uh, my first impression was, oh, my God, no way. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I gave him back the book. And a couple of years later, we were still together. And I brought it up again and said, hey, about that book, I might be interested in trying this. So I've never actually been in a monogamous relationship in my whole life. Wow. So kind of what was that change for you? Um, we were quite young. Uh, so... We got together in high school and then moved out together. And then I was suddenly in university and there were so many people around. I was getting a little excited. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like the whole world seemed to be opening up to me. And I thought, well, I don't really want it to pass me by. Yeah. So he brought so he brought you the ethical slut like in high school? Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like For 17. <laughs> Wow. I was going to say like, well, what was it that like turned you off from it? But I, I mean, I guess it's still a valid question just because you were 17 doesn't mean it couldn't ring true for you. Right. That's however you're also 17 and it's right. hard to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was a lot more insecure at that time, like a lot of teenagers are. And I figured I'm such a weirdo. I found one guy in the world who likes me. I don't think I'm ever going to find anybody else in the world who likes me. You know, I better hang on to him. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And the prospect of opening that up or, or yeah, inviting, let's invite some trouble into this dynamic, right? Basically. And let's, let's invite some risk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can see that. And so you get into college though, and you're like, maybe we want to see what else is out there. How did, how did that transition go? Uh, I mean, of course it was rocky. I was young and foolish and, <laughs> um, but it didn't, it wasn't that hard because it was kind of his idea in the first place. And then I re-brought it up. So it wasn't coming out of nowhere. It wasn't out of left field. It was like, yeah, maybe now is a better time to try this. And um, it didn't take him very long to go out and find his own partners either. So it, it kind of happened at the same time, which, which makes it easier. Yeah. And what did it sort of, what did it look like in terms of, a structure, like how you two approached it and what it, sort of that growth was for you during that time? Mm -hmm. uh, we were living together. We, uh, I can't even remember how we, I think we found partners on OkCupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, I don't really know how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so it was something that sounds like you sort of explored individually. You weren't going out together to clubs or finding 
couples to date together. It sounds like it was more of a, a solo journey for yourself. That's correct. Yeah. We never shared partners or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the like point of no return. It sounds like you haven't gone back to monogamy since that point. Um, you know, maybe for periods of my life, but like I said, I've never had a fully monogamous relationship. So with one of my current partners, I would say we were effectively monogamous for uh, a year or two, something like that, but mm-hmm. not, uh, yeah. not as a yeah. way of being. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just like, it's just sometimes relationships go in and out mm-hmm. of being monogamous, non-monogamous. Like it, it, it ebbs and flows as life happens. And as you, you know, sometimes there's nurturing for that relationship that like you're focused on too. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of the way, um, the way it works sometimes. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, if you're single, it doesn't mean you're going to be single forever. It's not your Mm -hmm. identity, right? It's just. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 How, how about on your end, Cal, what did the, the, precipice the 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 journey where did the journey start for you and then we'll kind of maybe bring the two together and talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about just sort of why maybe why non-monogamy works for both Mm -hmm. of you so yeah we'd love to hear your side of it Cal. uh yeah for me it was uh it's it's odd because um it's even further back than than libby uh and and an experience that that we currently have a, a song about but i i remember as a pre-teen the the there was <clears throat> the girl next door and her friend and we ended up you know kissing in the in the shadow of the garage you know for for hours on end per- perfectly innocently if you like but it yeah. felt entirely normal to me and and to them and and that that experience was sort of then superseded by a classical Scottish Presbyterian idea of, you know, monogamy and relationships are, you know, sacrosanct and all this. And, and, and so that sort of swallowed that, that feeling of, um, of being absolutely correct, uh, that, that had, had been, uh, occurred at the time. So there was a long period where I was trying to fit myself into this box of, of monogamy and, and, but it, it never felt it never felt um, comfortable to me to be requiring one person to be everything to me. Um, and so I would, I would go out with people, but music of course was a big passion. So sometimes I would, I would go out with musicians and, and sometimes I wouldn't. And if I, if, if I, and I always be missing some part of, 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 uh, of what was important to me in my life in the relationship, but not, feeling that I could go outside of that because, well, that's wrong. Um, I had no reference material. I had no idea of the, you know, that the, the non-monogamy was even a thing. And uh, let alone, you know, the, the word polyamory just didn't, you know, exist in my, in my sphere. So, so I think I've struggled with that a lot uh, through, through my life because I've never felt that, that, that I should be, i say requiring that, that, everything from one person and then uh about 10 years or so ago uh i was uh, i was dating a girl and had a, a very uh, this is after a kind of a marriage breakup um 
with a with an affair, which of course was most people's way of expressing, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, kind of the, the fact of, of discontent or, or or needing other other uh, other ways of, of kind of stimulation. Um, and I and and that's so I was dating a, a the, the girl that I had had the affair with, and somebody else introduced me to the idea of polyamory. And this this person I was very interested in in a you know particular sphere and everything seemed to just the light seemed to go on it's like there's this thing it actually exists that you can mm-hmm. you can have different relationships with different people and they all mean something and you know it was it was a, a real just light bulb that, and, and everything just seemed to click that like yes this makes so much sense and all my life I've wanted to know this but I have only learned it now in my back in you know, my 50s so yeah yeah so it was uh that was sort of where 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 i came to it yeah, yeah. so like prior to that it sounds like you had that in a little bit of an introduction maybe mm-hmm. in experience when you were a little like a, a preteen. yes and then and then never really fit felt like you fit like it, you were trying to it sounds like you were trying to mold into society mm-hmm. and what it tells you to do and everything but like you know this doesn't really work this doesn't really work and then led you to Till it took till ten years ago yeah. to figure that out, and yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, the I hadn't even thought about that that experience, you know, until until a few years ago when when it's like you know, I mean, it's not that 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 caused my you know kind of desire for for non monogamy, but that it's the feeling of this is entirely this feels just right. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that was the experience and, and coming back to that, you know, as a, as a, as an adult, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, all, all this just does make sense to me. So, yeah. yeah. It, it, I'm curious, like at, at whatever level you're comfortable talking about the detail, like to go, to go from a, it sounds like an infidelity, you were dating this, this woman that you had the affair with, mm-hmm. and then somebody else came to you and said, well, how about this other way? And so now you're taking you're taking polyamory to somebody that you had an affair with, mm-hmm. and you're interested in this other person. How did how did all of that and ending you, another relationship? Right, like yeah. I, it sounds like your 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 light your light bulb went on, but like what did everybody else's light bulb? Yeah, good, in that very moment? good question. <laughs> very good question. Well, um, the, the person I was dating, we had we we did explore the idea um just in, in in terms of talking about it and initially they were they were interested in in the idea but uh ultimately they they decided that they they weren't able to to cope with that and and we hadn't we hadn't progressed any further so that relationship lasted another couple of years on and off and meanwhile the person that that i i had been introduced to the, the topic to we were we were very much sort of staying away from from the, the the temptations of it. We were still, you know, very very kind of friendly and very close. We actually played music together as well, um, but uh, we we restrained from all all um, kind of temptations um, until that the, the original relationship kind of did break up, um, and after that, we felt free to to pursue what uh, what we wanted to do. So. So that that partner was much more interested in non-monogamy, in polyamory, yeah. And so you sort of sort of waited the other one out, and mm-hmm. so so now you're at a jumping point. Then 
how, how do you two move forward with that? Because that's a whole new world for you. It's it's obviously it feels right, mm-hmm. but it's still the navigating of it. There's there's the logistics of actually doing it. How did how did that go? There was a lot of other stuff happening at the same time, which uh, which actually helped me because um, I I was very happy to have a, a relationship. Um, you know, the, with with that person because it's really nice to have a relationship with somebody. But at the same time, I was looking after my mother, who was in the last stages of, of cancer, and and that was sort of taking all my emotional capital, kind of just being being involved in that. So it was very much. I was so thankful to have this this refuge um, with somebody who also had their own relationship and, and kind of uh, uh, other 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 relationships but this person was a was a, a refuge for me that that I could and it wasn't it was probably fortuitous in a way because I, I there was no way I could give all my energy to a relationship with everything else going on in in, mm-hmm. in my life so it sort of grew almost kind of naturally um, as as you know, my mother passed away, and I had more time, and and then the kind of the, the relationship kind of blossomed, and and uh, it grew very organically and, and quite quite lovely. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then shortly, about a year later, I I uh, we introduced another partner um, into into uh, the, the the polycule, uh, and that seemed to 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 kind of grow dynamically also. So it was a mm-hmm. kind of very natural. Thing, yeah. So, and how did you get to then where you're at now from there? It, it, it's a remarkably, it seems a remarkably easy journey. I can't. I can't <laughs> you're still with those partners. I'm still with those partners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and I think it's a it's an exploration. I mean, I, we 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 have to work at it. It's uh, there's a lot of communication, which is, I I mean, all, all my life I've been able to talk very easily but not necessarily talk about like stuff feelings Feelings. Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) emotions and all this kind of stuff we don't talk about that in Scotland (laughs) Um, it's too much rain Um, so uh, so that's been a a big journey is you know like having having you know our kind of radars and and um, you know like regular check-ins and stuff and it's a it's a work in progress for sure I mean everybody has their own their own needs and insecurities that have to be kind of a, kind of assuaged and, and, and helped. But, you know, I, I remember listening to a, a, a radio show and, and the person on it said, it's absolutely amazing that the person who you are closest to in your life, very often you can't talk to them about the most basic things. And mm-hmm. the example they gave was imagining, imagine telling your partner that you're attracted to somebody else. For most people that, that conversation just could not happen, mm-hmm. and and it was quite a remarkable like thing to me, for me to hear, and 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 it, it's and it's still very very true. But for for polyamorous people, that's that's completely you know it, it's 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 almost a that can be a fun thing. That can be a a thing that that kind of cements you together more. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, the whole, the whole way of looking at the world music, for example, I mean, listening to lyrics of music and, or looking <laughs> at, at films and you think, no, 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 <laughs> no do that. No. <laughs> so, so you're, the whole way of looking at, at, at what people think of as, as, you know, severe problems, sometimes you think, 
no, there's some so easy solutions to this if you just you know em- embrace a completely different way of looking at things. So yeah. Um, so from that point of view, it really has changed how I I kind of see a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but it's a it's a For sure. it's a path. I'm, I'm still I'm still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, always a path, mm-hmm, right? A journey. Mm-hmm. The bullet the bulletproof premise of most reality TV falls apart yes. once, once you introduce <laughs> non-monogamy. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and I think every Beatles song until nineteen sixty seven. That's exactly it. That's why I'm trying to write things that are not that. That's, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and s- definitely gonna talk about your music because no we're so excited about it. No, no, I'm just I'm excited for it. I I can't um, wait to hear more. But I, I wanted to touch on one, actually a few things you said in there, Cal. One was you, you mentioned radars. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, for anybody who's like, what the hell's a radars? Uh, radar is, if if you go to Multi-Amory, they're, they're another podcast, and they have, what, they have a format called Radar for doing relationship check-ins. And we'll put links in the show notes for anybody who's like, oh, I could probably use that. Mm-hmm. You probably could. So that's a great resource. So thanks for mentioning mm-hmm. it. And I just, there was one piece that you kind of touched on that I wanted to maybe give a little more airtime to, which is your, my interpretation was you were, you were going through the, the process with your mother Mm -hmm. and just didn't have the capacity really to be everything to somebody else. And not that any of us ever has the capacity to be everything to somebody else, but I think we feel that pressure to be. And it sounds like, polyamory at that moment gave you the the calm to say i don't have to be everything for this person while i'm trying to go through this incredibly difficult time in my life and it gave you the space to not say well hey partner i can't be everything so we just have to break up mm-hmm. instead you mm-hmm. got to let that relationship be what it was and then when you had the time you grew it into something different and you're still together today yeah. and i think that thread is really a beautiful one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's very true. I, I think it 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 also underscores the fact that you know people who are important to in your life, important to you in your life. I mean, it may not be a a, a sexual thing at all. I mean, you can have mm-hmm. a, a partner who is is into a, a particular thing that you know the 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 dynamic between you is every bit as strong as a romantic partner, um, yeah. but but. They they are also you know very 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 important to you. Um, yeah. In, in a kind of, so, but but yes, it, it, what you said is absolutely true. I definitely didn't have the resources to to devote to somebody, and luckily the person you know is, is very adept at recognizing that you know they they were offering support and understanding that I couldn't give them everything that they you know would would desire in a perfect world but mm-hmm. quite, or maybe that you even wanted to at that point yeah like, i mean it's it's a yeah. it's a very to somebody who hasn't gone through it it's a very difficult process um mm-hmm. and uh and to anybody who has i you have my sympathies um but uh but yes very very much so it, it, was, it was a big drain and, and the fact that there the they were there was there was a, another way than just saying sorry i can't do this right now uh, yeah. instead saying, you know, I'd love to do more, hang in there, um, 
and uh, and you know we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so yeah, so it's lovely. Well, part of that is trusting the process too. Trusting like both of you, mm-hmm. you know, like that. This is this is something in life that we're going through. It's only temporary. However, it, like it, sometimes when you get insecure, it's hard. It's hard to trust that. <laughs> well, especially if in monogamy, I found that if something is wavering, like if you're having a hard time at work or you know, the, the kind of just you're having a hard mental kind of phase, the other person can take it personally. And yeah. and if you don't have a language to be able to talk about it or even the, the vocabulary to, to, to address it, that's very, very hard. And I think one of the things about polyamory, and it's not exclusive to polyamory, but, but one of the things that polyamory does is, is almost require you to talk um, mm-hmm. about things that are hard. And, and I think that is, that is been a saver for me, even though mm-hmm. I'm dragged to it, you know, clawing at the, at the blackboard. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and not to put words into your partner's mouth, but there is, I would guess that they probably felt some element of, I'm giving a lot of support to Cal at the moment. And I'm getting my cup filled somewhere else. And that allowed them to be able to to play that role rather than them just giving everything to you, not getting that back from you, building a shit ton of resentment, mm-hmm. and then them blowing up at you, whatever, in the middle of you going through this thing. And then they feel like shit and you feel like shit. But you, you know, they were able to go and get some mm-hmm. of the needs met that you were not able to to meet at that point. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it allowed them to support you in a way that they maybe wouldn't have been. So it, mm-hmm. the whole system fuels itself in some yeah. ways. Yeah, it, it is self-sustaining. Um, and... And I think that you know that we all go through phases of of, of times when we're not able to mm-hmm. kind of generally give everything to 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 all ourselves, and to have that recognition um, that you know I'm here to support you. Let me know what I can do. Um, and uh, I mean that's just a it's such a wonderful support as opposed to saying what's wrong with you. You know why aren't you paying yeah. me attention? You know th- those are yeah. two opposite ends of the spectrum and i know i know which one i want yeah yeah for sure for sure but it's just one other thing is like it can take a process it can be a process to learn the language around that it can take going through experiences like that because we all you know your experience is your experience for sure but there's life stressors and things happen or um you know go and we all have different times where we might have mental struggles and or physical struggles or just life struggles and figuring out how to navigate that with a partner. If we aren't necessarily taught those skills growing up, how to ask for your needs, you mean? (laughs) Right. And so it's like a lot of times it takes the process of going through that once to like, be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) let me figure this out. And a lot of times we all fuck it up because we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have we have absolutely no teaching in this at all as kids. No. You know how to talk to to each other about the things that that are important. It's, wow, you would think somewhere in school that would be addressed, but I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, just, right. I wonder about that too because it seems like the only solutions that are offered uh, in popular culture are like, oh, you know, you're not getting your needs met, you got to break up, or uh, well, just just stand by your man kind of thing. <laughs> just keep, keep nagging. Just, just keep, yeah. keep going. Uh, I don't know how you're going to do it, but just stay true. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to, right? That's what you, you took those vows. Mm -hmm. So there's like, it's forever and ever, and you don't get to question it. If you got married. If you got married. Well, yeah. Or Mm -hmm. just, you're just supposed to power through. But even if you aren't married, like it's just a, a, oftentimes a societal expectation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's changing. I think it's changing slowly, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Emma married somebody who has been fantastic at asking for his needs, so it's been great. <laughs> no, no, no yeah, problem. but what about no you? Co- <laughs> no, yeah, yeah well, I don't want to. I don't want to Emma bash today. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> I, I would love to to hear on your side too, Libby. Like this process for you coming through university, opening up a relationship, figuring out how to do that because I can't imagine that. You, Maybe your school was different than ours, but just full of people who were understanding and know how to navigate polyamory. You're sort of out there swimming in a sea by yourself. How did that go for you? I was actually really lucky in terms of support. I was living in Montreal at the time, which does have quite a sex positive culture, I would say. Um, Yeah. And yeah, there were things like uh, OkCupid was a really good resource. That's where we met a lot of people. Um, There were poly meetups even nearby to my place. So I did go to those, um, you know, uh, my partner started dating somebody in the neighborhood even who was like very well-versed and she came at it. She came into that relationship with a whole like checklist, you know, like, so are we going to have, you know, PDAs? Are we allowed to talk about her? Like she had a whole interview that she put him through. <laughs> I was very wow. impressed. It's not my yeah. style, but I was very impressed. So it actually wasn't that hard. I remember like one friend seeing me with my other partner and being really weirded out by it, like giving me kind of a, a dirty look. But other than that, um, Montreal was a good place to be for that. I didn't feel alone. Wow. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that. Yeah. You just like, that was your experience. Like that's just, it's unfortunately not that common. Yeah, to, ha- to, have that, to have that much support around <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was still hard to talk about with some people. It's certainly not something still that I talk about with everybody, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, for sure. Well, over, I'm just curious, like over the course of your life and your different like relationships, it sounds like you've had multiple um, open relationships in some form. Yeah. Um, like, what has it journey been like for you? How have you seen yourself grow in that experience? Which is a big question. I yeah, <laughs> it's pretty huge. Um, it's been a very positive thing overall for me because um, like I mentioned earlier I was very insecure and being able to find that there are lots of people in the world who want to spend time with me it's not like I needed to pump myself up about being a desirable woman or anything it's more about like oh this world is full of amazing interesting people and I'm so curious about all of them and actually a bunch of them want to share that with me. So mm-hmm. I feel really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and probably how you share that with different people looks very different, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's music or maybe it's movies or maybe it's what pick your, pick your interest. And maybe the depth at which you go with people is maybe not all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a shy person and having learning that, 
I need to communicate in all kinds of relationships has been really important. Just, um, yeah, sexual or not, just being realizing like, here are the kinds of questions that I need to ask. These are my needs. How can I, how can I, you know, make them known? <laughs> mm -hmm. Can can I, can I push on you for a minute? Cause yeah. I imagine there's a whole bunch of shy people going, I'm too shy to do polyamory. I would love to do polyamory or non-monogamy of some flavor, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm too introverted. I'm too shy. How, how have you, I mean, you've, you've got multiple partners and you're on a podcast doing it. So mm -hmm. how, how have you, how have you made it happen? <laughs> How did we get here? Thank God for the internet. Um, I mean, I was really lucky to grow up as the internet was getting mainstream, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, I think that's helped a lot of people not feel alone. You know, um, gay, lesbian, trans people, certainly um, they've found their, their people online. In terms of shyness, like, I really don't think that... I have the answer to that. It's just been a lot of years of doing it and realizing what's important to me. And is it so important that I'm willing to talk to somebody about it? And the answer has been yes. So it's just a passion deep from within. And if that feeling is strong enough, then you will push yourself to, to take those difficult steps. Um, same thing with, with music. Like I'm a shy person, but it's so important to me to express myself that I will get up on that stage, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the, the piece too about technology and the internet is really valid, you know, for, for people who are shy or introverted. This is something that I know for myself. It's easier for me to send a text, right? And, and it's easier for me to have a really great in-person conversation if I've laid some groundwork via text with somebody. Cause I, I feel a little more, confident i build a little rapport where i'm safe and then i can go outside of where i felt maybe as safe and take that to a different format and so i think there's something to that too yeah know. i totally agree like email is a really wonderful tool for me um and i know that there are certain things that i'd rather say in person but yeah if i can say like hey i'd like to get together with you and talk about what we're going to do on Friday or, you know, it can be some, mm -hmm. something simple and that, yeah, that, uh, I guess meta communication <laughs> yeah. is, mm -hmm. is something that I think probably people probably do a little more often than, than other people. And mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. it a lot. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. And on your side, Cal coming into poly officially, the official mm -hmm. pollination of you, you know, <laughs> a, a, a decade ago. What? That's quite the term. That's yeah. a great term. Uh, have you, how have you seen yourself kind of grow in, in the last decade or so that you've been doing this? Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a strange thing that I, I've, 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 I haven't got all the experiences that, um, that I think I, that there are to have. And, and what I mean by that is the, the relationships that I, I have, I still have, I've never actually mm -hmm. stopped having a relationship with, with somebody who, who, in a, you know, in the poly sense. So that's one thing I, I haven't had experience of. Poly breakup. Poly breakup. Yeah. Which, which is, 
it's kind of nice, you know, um, because well, I like the people that I I I, I date. So um, those are those those are nice. But I think, uh, like I was saying before, I think for me that what it has done is it's put a different lens through which I see the world, and mm-hmm. and I and I not that I want to be you know proselytizing on a soapbox or anything, but I there there are people who do. I get conversations with friends and, and they're going on and on about A, how miserable they are or B, how, how lonely they are or how feel they have, they feel threatened about their partners, you know, kind of work colleagues or whatever it happens to be. And, and I, I say, well, you know, I, I have a solution for that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that, but you know, that's your thing. It's like, <laughs> It, but, yeah. it, but it could that's, be yours, you know, right? <laughs> that's, just, that's just you, Cal. You're the only one that's your thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that that's sort of the hardest thing because, I mean, I, I, it's it's hard to talk to people whose minds are so closed mm-hmm. about something that is just seems entirely natural and normal to me. You know, I, I, I would like to I, – I will continue to talk to, to people I care about who are going through difficult times that I, I think there could be easier solutions for them, but you know, they, they have to come to the realization on their own and they may never, and that's fine. But, um, but I think, I mean, it, it, it just the way I, I see the world and relationships in particular now has changed a lot. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest change for me because yeah. as I say, I mean, the, the, the relationship, it, it's not like, I mean, the the way that I I my relationships are feels entirely normal, but it feels entirely normal. And going back to that story about you know like when I was when I was young, it's 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 the other part of my life that seems abnormal now. The the monogamy and the the marriage and the struggling in the marriage and, and, and so on. That that's the odd part, um, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. the rest of it is 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 normal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It does, yes. but I, I'm I'm hearing people listen in their car going. So what? You've never had any challenges. It's just oh. been <laughs> easy, easy street for the two of you. Does does jealousy or anything ever come up for either of you? Um, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, speaking. I mean, I think time is a big. Time management is a is a big issue, mm-hmm. and making sure that oh yeah partners feel that they're they are not being you know diminished or or that it's not the you know well I need equal treatment or anything like that, but just to feel needed and feel feel as you know that there's a strong relationship there still uh, all the time. You know, every every partner has a different level of of insecurity about about relationships they've come at it at different age ages and so on and stages so so navigating that it's not a one-size-fits-all and and definitely there's a lot of times when when you know you're you're what i um have to 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 reassure um kind of partners in 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 one sense or another whether you know i'm i'm distracted doing something you know really really time consuming and i don't notice that the relationships are beginning to you know need water and so on i'll i'll need to to make sure that i i, I check on that and i'm not very good at doing that yet so that you know those are things that that 
still have to be managed. It's not just because you're in a polyamorous relationship doesn't mean you know everything everything every problem disappears <laughs> in some cases right. you're you're magnifying the problems or, or multiplying problems because you've got not many partners to 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 deal with uh, and make sure that that everyone's feeling happy and secure and, and uh, or at least contented and, and secure in, in the relationships so so yeah it's not a it's not a, a panacea no right no, yeah for sure yeah it's for a sure. part of the journey right <laughs> but it but it's lovely yeah. 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 And and how about for you, Libby? Yeah. Um, I I guess I don't see myself as a very jealous or insecure person. And it's not that I have never felt those things, but I've I guess worked a lot on managing them. I'm not sure if this is the healthiest way to go about things, but I like to kind of logic the pain away sometimes. <laughs> you know, I just look at it under a lens and say like Oh, I feel really sad that, you know, Cal is spending so much time on this other project right now. But I can understand why he's doing that. You know, like, even if like, I wish I were there too, I can see, oh, no, but this is important too. I'm like, okay, no, this makes sense that he's doing this, right? So if it makes sense, then it's a little easier for me to digest. Um, also, just channeling feelings into art um, helps just, a lot. You just make a note of this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, either I, I can kind of uh, uh, logic, logic the pain away, or I can use it as an opportunity for growth. I know that sounds really cheesy, but it is something that you've got to learn how to do. Yeah. yeah. I, as, as an engineer and I, I'm not going to speak for Emma, but also an engineer, I can really relate to logicking that away. Mm -hmm. What's really pisses me off is you can't logic somebody else's away. No That's matter how many I times. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I try so hard. I'm like, can't yeah. you see I'm doing this because X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah. It's some bullshit. Doesn't so work. We gotta work. No, we got to work on that part. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you understand. <laughs> yeah. Feelings one-on-one. Oh, yeah. Right. right? Uh, uh, get, that should be a class. Yes. In, yeah. <laughs> in starting in preschool. Yes. <laughs> and, and every year. And ending yes. when you get your master's degree. <laughs> If, if you ever you get there, to. yeah, you never it. progress beyond one one either. Yeah. It's one one every yeah, year, like every time. You just take it over and over. I'm I'm in remedial remedial communication. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because it progresses as like as you age, like too, yeah. as, as you grow up, like it's always one on one. But yeah. yeah, well, I have to learn this skill as a as a five year old and a six year old, twenty seven year old. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I wanted to ask that, like the so if the two of you could talk a little bit about your relationship. I know we've kind of talked a little bit about individual and your journeys, but how did you come together? Yeah. Well, through music. So dramatic. Through music. Well, yeah. Or they, could, or they could tell us. But I would love to, <laughs> I would love to hear, I would love to hear more of that story and more of what your relationship looks like. Yeah. I mean, yes, through music in the sense that I saw Cal perform with another band and, um, somebody introduced us just on the premise that we're both musicians basically said so like, Hey, I'd like to introduce you because you play music. But then I, I grew to appreciate your musical talents more 
I would say. (laughs) So the more that I heard him sing and harmonize, you know, the more I was kind of like, wow, we really need to get together musically. Like it was a a real musical pull. Mm -hmm. And yes. And then Libby um, started doing some recording uh, in a project that I I was sort of, I guess, sort of producing. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. And I was sitting there listening to her recording and, and all the time, you know, I, in my head, I'm singing harmony and figuring out how the arrangement would be, like where the tuba would come in or whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no tuba. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it, you know, I, I couldn't stop from like joining in, uh, as it were. And then you sent me an email saying, hey, I'd really like to play some music with you. And, yes, and I was away at the time, and I got back, and it's like, okay, let's let's try that. So we did that, and we did that for. Yeah, that was my very bold step. That was that was you were amazingly bold. Yeah. I I was slightly in an altered state at the time I sent the email, but I'm really glad that it's I legal did. up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't judge it's legal here. <laughs> Not everywhere, yeah. but where yeah. we live. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, and now I guess, yeah, so we started playing kind of open mics together and just practicing. And yeah, so we fought the, the urge to do anything but music mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. I had never dated a musician before. I didn't think it was a good idea, especially a collaborator. It's like a coworker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. a terrible plan. Yeah. And we talked about that. We're like, yeah, that's a terrible plan. He's done it lots of times. Said like, no, well, it's not really a good idea. Let's not do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we had this discussion several times. Like, let's let's just keep keep it to the music. Yeah. But guess what? Guess what? Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried to logic that idea out of my mind, and that didn't work. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you were you were both feeling that pull. On more than just a musical level. Yeah. 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 And And so how did you decide to make the leap? I came on to you really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I couldn't resist. My defenses were down. Honest. (laughs) It wasn't like like a taking advantage situation, but I definitely put the moves on you. Yeah. It was a a mutual, a mutual thing, I think. and, And just a realization that, you know what? I mean, we're, we're fighting this thing that is actually, it's actually burning. You know, there's a mm-hmm. fire here that why, why fight it? Um, yeah. yeah it, You're trying to logic the fight, right? Exactly. Like logic yourself. I was like, okay. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, the concern is that, that, you know, the music and the, and the relationship, you know, get sort of confused and, and, and subsumed or, or whatever. And it hasn't happened that way. Um, I mean, I think I think it's not that they're entirely separate by any means, but I think it's actually good because we draw on a kind of an energy between us when we're performing that I think uh, you know really helps. I mean, we can we can we're singing about things that are are our real life, um, mm-hmm. and we can put our own energy into that and sort of it, it inflates it with a kind of a sense of realism. So yeah, yeah it's kind of neat. So yeah, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad too. Obviously, I'm happy, but I also mm-hmm. still feel like if we broke up, maybe we could keep the music going. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
just I guess I've it is its own thing. pretty good at compartmentalizing things. Mm-hmm. Um, not again, I don't think it's in an unhealthy way, but like, you know, I like the fact that I can exist in different situations and, uh, you know, tailor my behavior to that situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's not a matter of denying who I am in any of those cases. It's just, you know, you, you got to act appropriately mm-hmm. for each. Yeah, well, I mean, a good actor on stage is actually is the person, is the character. It's not mm-hmm. fake. It, the, you have to be real. You are living this thing, and and in, in a kind of similar way, you know, we we are we are parts, and we can actually be the best parts, and it becomes who we are. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, it's being able to comp- comp- compartmentalize that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a it's an important skill to be able to have. So. Yeah. Well, and I think it's something not to just say, well, this is only a thing polyamorous people do, but it is something we hear a lot more. And it is a often a, a thread of, hey, this relationship isn't working in this container. Let's we're not going to end the relationship. We're going to transition it. Maybe now we just are co-parents or maybe we do it like this or that or the other way. So maybe it is, hey, now we're musicians again together for a while. But who knows? In five years, you're like, I don't know. I'm feeling that thing again. Do you do you want to do you want to go back and ebb and flow? And I think, and I think it's a, a beautiful way to go through life and not having so many hard, like, well, we broke up. We can't play music again. We probably got to burn all the CDs we ever made. <laughs> oh, God. You know, and MP3s. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I and I think too, just to to touch on like the risk that you two took, right? Because I think that's mm-hmm. a, something else that people, you two stared at it for, it sounds like about two years saying, I feel this thing, but I shouldn't. I feel this thing, but I shouldn't. And you finally took the risk. And I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a lot of credit for that. Well, I think it's a matter of like, do you want to go through life saying what's the worst that can happen or what's the best that can happen, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is exactly the the thought process. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. yeah. What ifs are 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 a sad thing. <laughs> yeah. If they, if they remain, what ifs forever. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can never go. You, you you. Yeah. You can't go back in time and make something happen that didn't mm-hmm. happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so you might lose out. You could have you could have sat around and argued about not argued but argued in your heads for another two years and lost out on two years mm-hmm. of amazing relationship being mm. together and so yeah I, the other thing to throw into that ingredient or the ingredient to throw in of course was covid um mm-hmm. because yeah. because that that actually dramatically diminished the opportunities that we had to even spend time together doing music let alone anything else yeah, we got together right before covid literally right before right before um, so that was hard and at times um where libby lives they had a curfew and they had you know police at the at the checkpoints to stop kind of people coming in and things like this so you know that was that was a, that was a, a hard thing to, to to deal with as well so yeah, so, yeah. and not a, not enough pot in the world to make that feel good no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I did have several aunts who needed eye operations which was my excuse for uh, giving to the police to to come over and, and kind of visit play music so um, yeah <laughs> And you persevered. Yeah. We did. We, we, we prevailed. 
I'm just curious. I know, Cal, you mentioned you have, I think, two other partners. Is that correct, correct right now? Yeah. And then how about, how about for you, Libby? I also have two other partners. Two other. Okay. Nice balance. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I would love, I have one other question on that. And then I would love to hear about your music because I know mm-hmm. your music is not just music, especially to YouTube, but I know there are themes and, and, messages in your music that we want to talk about and how we and how you got there but before that how do you balance i was just gonna ask that question each having three partners and playing music and being on podcasts and, and, and. <laughs> oh it's delicately busy yeah it is um, busy yeah you go oh yeah. She's like, no, that's it. It's just busy. That's it. It's, that's my answer. It is busy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people use Google Calendar. I'm not really there yet. I uh, have a, like a paper calendar in my kitchen. Uh, but I guess, again, kind of a compartmentalizing thing. Like I have a nesting partner. And so that's kind of the main way that we connect. Um, mm-hmm. We also have three children. My nesting partner and i um so yeah just to add more just to add more it's like three partners three children four chickens and a cat that's me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and some other stuff that i do sometimes but (laughs) uh like yeah so i often connect with my nesting partner because we live together and we have children and animals i have another partner I don't know. He's he's just kind of like a mostly a for fun kind of guy, you know. And, yeah. And then I've got and Cal, then there's me. who's like no fun at all, so but fun. he's really good at music. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got to be good at something. Cal. I hear you. I'm joking. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> On that note, I'm no fun at all. Apparently, no. Uh, um, yeah, time time is always a thing. I mean, it's um, I I I work part time, and I don't have any a, a nesting partner, but uh, I also have a lot of other musical stuff going on. Um, so that takes that takes a fair bit of managing to to try and figure out everything. So yeah, it's a it's a it's an ongoing process. Um, don't don't have a don't have a, an answer, but. Uh, Lots of questions. <laughs> yeah. So. It sounds like it's just a process of figuring it out as you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, no, no system. I do have Google Calendar, though. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you're better than me. I also have a flip phone, which is one more. <laughs> I don't even have a cell phone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, some days I wish. <laughs> yes. And yeah. then and then if I don't have it on me for three and a half seconds, I'm like, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Exactly. It's just charging. It's yes. just charging because it got down to 97%. <laughs> so. Oh my god. That's so true. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> All yeah. right. We would we would love to hear about your music. Tell us <laughs> about your music. And for anybody listening, links to everything they're about to say will be in the show notes. But we'd love to hear about the inspiration behind it, the style, how would you to describe your musical collaboration? Uh, I mean, I guess um, we both come at it from a kind of folky sensibility. Um, our most recent album is called If You've Given Up on Love, Then Let's Call It Something Else, which <laughs> I think speaks to the kind of, uh, you know, 
negotiation and metacommunication that is so mm -hmm. necessary in a non-monogamous relationship. Um, it doesn't have to be a love relationship, right? You can have different kinds of relationships. And I don't think I originally set out to make non-monogamous music per se, but of course it comes from that perspective, just as mm -hmm. um, I will write songs from a woman's perspective. I have a feminist perspective as I write, but yeah. it's not like, you know, I'm going to write this kind of a song right now. But I think we set out in this, this latest release um, to have like a story arc of, of a relationship or you know, re relationships that aren't working for whatever reason and and then exploring the idea of different options, um, polyamory or, um, you know, just, and then at the end, by the end, the, the tone is very much more positive and, and hey, we, we, we can do this, this stuff. So there's, there's an arc to, it is an yeah. album per se, as opposed to a collection of songs. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but, you know, it's not it's not a story about uh, you know Jim and Joe, Joe and their relationship together. It's no, not, it's I not didn't like actually mm -hmm. write the songs in order, mm -hmm. saying like, okay, we're going to start with an unhappy relationship mm -hmm. song, and then we're going to go through. The it's just the, the the way that kind of songs sort of work out. Um, but there's 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 very I like exploring the themes. It makes it makes regular audiences. Sometimes a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I love yeah. that, but it's not so blatant that they run away screaming. You know what I mean? It's kind of like this sneaky messaging. <laughs> it's almost like, wait a minute, are they? Did they actually? Did say they that? actually say that? Are they talking about like a, a foursome? Like what? what you know? So you know. No, how could you think of such a thing? So <laughs> we have a bit of fun. I, I love the sneak, the sneaking of like it's in the lyrics, it's yeah. in the yeah. music. It's not, you know, it's just a different um, approach that mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. can land for people in a different way than just coming at them in the conversation. Well, that's it. People will relate to the music in different ways. You know, somebody might come up afterwards and be like, oh my gosh, you were playing an auto harp. I love auto harps. They're the coolest instrument. My grandma had an auto harp, you know, just it happens a lot like that. Yeah. Or it could it's be always a grandma that had one too. <laughs> I know. It makes me feel old. But <laughs> sometimes it'll be like, a, like a kid basically, or a teenager coming up and being like, Oh wow! I really had an emotional mm -hmm. resonance with that song. You know, I'm I am so happy that you were able to talk about you know non-monogamy or or that you know there's obviously a queer relationship happening here. Or like you know they'll pick yeah. up on the lyrics more and say like, oh, it made me want to cry. Or, you know, <laughs> things like that mm -hmm. that are really special. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then in 15 years, it'll be, hey, my grandma wasn't a foursome. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's coming. <laughs> yeah, I had somebody say like, oh, you know, back in the 70s, it was all about orgies. <laughs> Good for you. Great. I love that. I, I, think it's, I think it's also super true, though, that people can hear it in music and it disarms them right and and i and i hesitate to go here but right like the pina, <laughs> the pina colada song right it's two people who are literally trying to cheat on each other and wind up with each other right and yeah. but nobody's like oh, well they were horrible people they were trying to cheat on each other mm -hmm. they, yeah they, yeah it's, it's almost makes makes horrible things or, or, or weird things acceptable 
by hearing it as a narrative. Um, yeah. yeah, where if you just if you came out and, and, and told the story or, or, or told as as your story, people would be <gasps> what you know. Right. Uh, but, oh, yeah. but hearing it as a as a kind of a lyric, it, it has that sort of magic of of, of self focusing. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Well, we're excited to send people your way, and we'll put links to where where can people find it if they're just going to go search on their own if they don't want to look for our links. Sure. Um, I guess if you want to listen, then LibbyHortop.bandcamp.com is a good place okay. to go. But also LibbyHortop.com or on Facebook, we're LibbyCal. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well, links for all of that will be yes. in the show notes. And we're just excited for that. Yeah. yeah. And we've covered a lot of ground today, but is there anything else that either of you would like to share? Uh, I would just say if there if you are listening and you're not sure that kind of that, that this is a way to, to go, that polyamory is, is for you, then, uh, you know, don't be afraid to try. Um, uh, don't be afraid to try. And, and, and if it feels right, then, then please, you know, don't, don't be dissuaded by what mainstream society will tell you. I love it. Um, yeah, I wanted to say that I really like the name of your podcast and that normalizing non-monogamy mm. is such a powerful idea. And I I aspire to get there and to help that process on its way. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. And it, Oh, you go. Well, I was just going to say, thinking about when we came up with the name, it was like we hesitated for a long time because it's so long and it's such a mouthful. It is. And, uh, but... I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And what were you going to say? Well, I, when you when you emailed us, it was about potentially using your music on our show. And I just wanted to talk, speak to that really quick because we tried one time to change our music. <clears throat> no, we'll That's never do right, that yeah. again. We, we got the, the emails we received. Yeah. And it was, it was another listener was like, hey, I make, I make really cool music and I'd love you know, I can send you guys new music every month or so, and you can change it up. And we're like, well, this is really great. We'll do that. And like, we played it one time and people were like, what happened to your music? <laughs> and like, and it's, our music isn't even good. People call it, it's, it's literally like clown music and, and it shows up in all sorts of video. We didn't even know this when we picked it no. for anybody who's still listening. We didn't even know this when we picked it. But it's the like it's called monkeys chasing monkey or mon- monkeys spinning monkeys. Yeah, and it's and it's literally sounds like carnival music, and we picked it just to be cheeky. And like, oh, we can, we'll change it someday. And, and four and a half years and later, we we're still you still using it. Cannot change it. But what so. would be what would be cool is actually we could. And we can cut this out if we don't. No, mean. I'm not changing it. No, 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 you no. You can no. take over. Emails. I'm not saying change it, but what if we just put a little excerpt of their music here? Well, let's do that at the end of the episode, or even at the beginning, or at the beginning. Why? Like, why not? We can cool. still keep our. We can still keep yeah. our our, our intro outro, but we let's can still it. add music. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. We'll let you two pick the song and the excerpt and send it to us, okay. and it'll it'll go right here. Yeah. Sounds good. That'll be lovely. Thank you. Love it. Well, thank you both for, for reaching out, for coming on, for sharing, and we're just excited to get your story out there. Well, thanks for doing this. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. And we're back. Thank you so much, Libby and Cal, for the amazing conversation and for the music, too, putting all of the amazing work out there that you do. We will put the, as discussed in the episode and in the intro, 
after this outro, there's going to be one of their songs called Free Agents. So stay tuned and listen to that. Highly recommend it. Beautiful voice. I mean, beautiful music, beautiful voices. Yeah. And then go check out the rest of their music. Yep. Which links will be in the podcast show notes. All of the places Libby talked about, Libby dot or LibbyHortop.bandcap.com, all of the places in the show notes over at NormalizingNonMonogamy.com. Please check it out. Support their work. It's incredible. It is. Thank you again. And a couple of quick reminders. We will be at the Southwest Love Fest Conference April 14th to 16th in Tucson, Arizona. We would love to have you join us. Links to join are in the show notes. And if you use the code EMMA, you get a discount and support the show and support Southwest Love Fest. Also, our next virtual meet and greet is coming up February 22nd. So you can go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and sign up there for that. And one more quick shout out to, well, first of all, anybody who is a community member also gets access to the premium subscription. So they may not have heard this in the intro, which is a huge thank you to everybody who's listening here who came out to California last week and or this past weekend. And joined us for our in-person retreat. It was amazing. We pole danced. We did what, yoga. We did yoga. We ate. We ate a lot. <laughs> and we, then we ate some more. We went for a walk in the garden. We went to a beer garden. Some people went for hikes. People went for hikes. It was it was a hoot and holler and good time. And so just thank you to everybody who made that one of the most amazing experiences we've ever had. Yes. And if you want to be a part of the next one, and if you want to start building those friendships right now, Well, the best way to do that is to join the virtual community. Yes, it is. Good plug, which you can on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com by clicking on the community tab. Which I think one of the really cool things about this retreat, and I'm just going to go off here for a second and say the fact that so many of these people had formed friendships for the last months or even years. Some of these people have known each other for years and years and years, talked to each other every month on Q&A calls or been part of the men's group or the women's group or anything that we've done. And they finally got to meet in person, and it was like lightning. It was. It was so cool. So, again, thank you to everybody for being a part of it. And we can't wait to have you, person who's not a member, join us. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Next week, we have a conversation with Kate, yep. who is a co-founder of Southwest Love Fest. And Hey, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. So we may have mentioned that just a couple minutes ago. Um, But we're going to be there April 14th through 16th. But next week, join us for Kate's story. Uh, It's amazing. So we're excited to bring that to you then. We'll see you then. Yeah. And before that, what? listen to the next song by Libby and Cal. Oh, that's right. Here goes the song. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Do you think they've ever had an opening act (laughs) that is two rambling podcasters? (laughs) I hope not. You mean Libby and Cal? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe we'll tour with them and they'll be like, and now Emma and Finn are going to come on stage and ramble at you incoherently for (laughs) for some number of minutes. Mm, And then we're going to come out and sound amazing. I don't think it's been incoherent, but it's not going to be as amazing as this song. Well, let's, let's, let's find out. Okay. Bye, everyone. Again, thanks for listening. Never mind the way the colors dance and shimmer. You know it's only oil in the puddle. Never mind the beauty of everything around you. You know it only gets you into trouble. 
assurance that you'll stay. I don't 